of you know this elf already? You've seen this elf story. Okay, some of you. So some of you will learn something tonight. So you know, if you've seen it, that the funny thing about Buddy the Elf is he was not born as an elf, right? You see, everybody, a long time ago, back in 1968, (laughs) Santa Claus was making his annual trip on Christmas Eve. He was delivering toys to all the houses all over the world. Yeah. And he stopped that night in the place where little baby Buddy was sleeping. And when Santa dropped his sack down the chimney, little baby Buddy heard him. And he sat up and he watched from his crib while Santa put presents under the tree and ate the milk and cookies that were left out for him. And then Buddy noticed a big fuzzy teddy bear in Santa's sack. And so Buddy crawled out of his crib and scooted towards that bag and crawled inside. Well, when Santa got back to his workshop in the North Pole, guess what they found in his sack? A human baby at the North Pole. So they decided to call him Buddy. And he was raised by Papa Elf in the North Pole, who loved him very much. But as Buddy got older, Buddy started to grow and grow. He went to elf school. He started playing elf sports. He joined the other elves in the North Pole, making toys. There he is! But there was always something different about Buddy. He couldn't quite put his finger on it. Hmm. Now, Buddy was great at a lot of elf things. Buddy was really, really good at spreading joy in the North Pole, and nobody could match his Christmas spirit. He knew the whole elf code by heart. Do you all remember the elf code? Let's say it together, shall we? Number one, treat every day like Christmas. Number two, there's room for everyone on the nice list. And number three, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. But even though Buddy had a true elf's heart, there were things he just couldn't do. He couldn't fit in the elf chairs. He couldn't fit on the elf sofa or in his elf bed. He's going to (laughs) try, but it's not going to go well. Mm. He was three times as tall as all the other elves. He started growing a beard when he was 15. And worst of all, he didn't have those tiny, nimble fingers he needed to make toys for the kids on Christmas. The other elves tried to help. They told him how special he was. He could always be the one to put the star on the top of the Christmas tree. He could change the batteries in all of the smoke detectors at the North Pole. But Buddy didn't want to be special. He just wanted to belong. So finally, Buddy decided it was time to go off and explore his human side. He would travel to New York City 
to meet human beings just like him. So Buddy waved goodbye to all the elves at the North Pole. And first he traveled through the seven levels of the candy cane forest, past the sea of swirly, twirly gumdrops. And then he walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. (laughs) He was off to take his golden opportunity to find out who he really was and where he really belonged. So everybody, it's time to say goodbye to Buddy. Bye, Buddy. I hope you find your dad. Bye. Reverend Ken is going to come up and talk for a few minutes more about what happens to Buddy and what we can all learn from it. I'm a poor substitute for Buddy, but I promise he'll be over quickly and Buddy will come back. So when Buddy gets to New York City, he is absolutely, absolutely going to be himself. And he tries to spread joy and Christmas cheer, except this is the problem with the life he encounters in New York City. He meets people who are angry and rude and unhappy and cynical and just not pleased with their lot in life. And so Buddy figures he's not going to fit in. And so he changes himself. Look at how unhappy he is. Look at what he does. He wears a suit. I mean, I'm just a regular dude. I'm not an elf. I'm wearing a tie, and I cannot tell you how miserable I am right now. So imagine if you were an elf who was forced to wear a suit. All to fit in. All to put himself in a box that he doesn't belong in. His journey, Buddy's journey to become himself, reminds me of another elf. Very famous, perhaps even more famous. Who's that? Hermie. Is Rudolph that old that we get two people who know Hermie? Do you know who the other figure is? Thank you. I'm about to wonder if this was really Christmas Eve. They are outcasts. They don't belong. I mean, there's even a whole song in this if you remember. Why am I such a misfit? I am not just a nitwit. Why don't I fit in? Because Hermie isn't really destined to be an elf. He wants to be a dentist. There's a world of difference, people. You all know it. There's a world of difference between fitting in and belonging. Fitting in is wearing someone else's clothes that are not really yours, that aren't authentic to the cut of your soul, simply because being lonely hurts. But fitting in and belonging are not the same thing. I like this little graph I saw not too long ago. Survival self is all about fitting in. It's a lot of fear and a lot of judgment. Fitting in, I have to change myself in order to be accepted. I have to hide the pieces that make me different. I have to follow the trends and what works for others. But here's the thing. Authentic self belongs. How can I find or create community where I am accepted as I am? How can I share my whole self to cultivate meaningful relationships? How can I let my creativity lead the way to opportunity and connection? One of the most famous lines in the whole of the gospel story at Jesus' birth that Reverend Lee alluded to before, it ends in that phrase, for there was no room at the inn. There's a world of difference between fitting in and belonging 
in that phrase. No room at the inn. And this is my idea about why Jesus grew up to become a person who preached a love that belonged to everyone. Is there was some part of him woven into his DNA. Some part of him that even if his parents didn't tell him the story over and over again. That said in the beginning, we didn't fit in. You didn't fit in. And rather than that becoming something that he's ashamed of. He grew up to be a person who remembered the pain of not fitting in and preached a love where everyone was invited. This is the heart of the Christmas story. Not so much unique as it is universal. That there is a vast roomy love to which all of us are invited and to which all of us truly belong and for which we do not need to sacrifice our authentic selves to belong in the first place. The world needs Buddy's joy and Hermes' dentistry skills, and Rudolph's nose. See, what made them distinct and different is what allows them to develop more room at the table, a big, crowded, boisterous table in which everyone is invited. And what I'd like to say to you, and to myself, by the way, because I need this message as well, this Christmas Eve, it needs you too. It needs you as you are. It needs your authentic self, not wanting to fit in. It needs you as you are and me as I am to come and be a part of that belonging and belovedness so that love is truly expanded and that all of us can remember we are here. Not fitting in, not cramming ourselves into shoes that don't fit us, but belonging in the heart. So do not dim your light. Because all that really happens when you dim your light is the world just gets darker. Instead, may we remember these words this Christmas. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive. Because in the end, what the world needs, what the world hungers for, what perhaps the world is dying for, what the world needs is people who have come alive. May that be your key to belonging. You're coming alive this Christmas. Amen. May you live in blessing. Would you pray with me? Join your heart with mine in prayer, this brief prayer, hearing all the sounds and joy of this season. Not so much stilling our voices as listening to our inner voice, recognizing the pieces of ourselves that are born to connect with others, even sometimes through our difficulty and through our questions and through our doubt. We don't need to get rid of any of these things to belong, but rather bring them into community and recognize that we can see the same thing in other people as belong in ourselves. May there be this Christmas blessing this year belonging and belovedness as our birthright, not as an afterthought, but as the very essence of who we are. Amen.